0: Ms. Blauvel, do you uh, affirm that you will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. Thank you.
1: Right. Good afternoon, Commissioners. Uh, for the record, I'm Christina Lagier. I'm Atlantic Regional Council with the NCI.
0: Would you please state your name and spell it for the record? Janessa Blavelt, J-A-N-E-S-S-A, B-L-A-U-V-E-L-T. Thank you.
1: At this time, I would like to, before we get into the actual testimony of the witness, I would like to ask that the commissioners take judicial notice of certain pieces of legislation and certain public health orders. So I'll just make a list. These will be provided to you for your reference documents. Sorry, there's a screen right in front of me here, so it's difficult. I can't see the commissioners. So I would ask that you please consider and review the Nova Scotia Health Protection Act, the Nova Scotia Communicable Diseases Regulations made under Sections 74 and 106 of the Health Protection Act, The Nova Scotia Personal Health Information Act, the Hospitals Act, the Hospitals Act, that was, the Nova Scotia Health Authorities Act, the Nova Scotia Emergency Management Act. And all declarations of state of emergency, uh, the original declaration of state of emergency, which was issued by the Minister of Municipal Affairs, Minister responsible for the Emergency Management Act on March 22nd, 2020. That was the first declaration of state of emergency in Nova Scotia. And all the subsequent declarations, they, they were renewals of the original declaration and they uh, continued uh, every two weeks for a full two years. So, the last of the Declaration of State of Emergencies um, expired on the 21st of March, 2022. Also, please take note of the Nova Scotia Human Rights Act and the Canadian Constitution and Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Similarly, as we have had witnesses from the other Atlantic provinces, I would ask that you consider the similar health legislation um, and emergency management legislation and human rights legislation from Newfoundland and Labrador, New Brunswick and Prince Edward Island. Furthermore, to the list I would add, uh, in the case of Nova Scotia, 97 iterations Of the one Section 32 order issued by the Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Robert Strang, Section 32 of the Health Protection Act of Nova Scotia is what gives Dr. Strang the authority to issue orders for public health in the context of communicable disease. Um, It will be important for the commissioners to become extremely familiar with the provisions. And the order which was issued, the initial order was issued by Dr. Strang on the 24th of March 2020. And every subsequent iteration uh, through to July 6th, 2022. Uh, Please consider all the iterations. There are 97 in total. And it is important to note that the July sixth, twenty 2022 iteration of the public health order pursuant to Section 32 of the Health Protection Act is still in place now. Embedded in those Health Protection Act orders, Section 32 orders are protocols and directives. I would ask that the commissioners give particular attention to the COVID-19 mandatory vaccination protocol in high risk settings, the first of which iteration was issued on October 6th, 2021. That's the COVID-19 mandatory vaccination protocol in high-risk settings. It was originally issued on October 6th, 2021, and it has subsequently been amended. There are other iterations of it, and they will be provided as well. Also, the COVID-19 proof of full vaccination for events and activities those protocols were embedded in the Chief Medical Officer of Health's orders, but they, um, they appear as separate documents, so I'm just wanting to make sure they don't get lost um, in the shuffle, so to speak. Thank you. Ms. Blavolt, um can you please tell us what your, uh, where
0: you live In Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. And what is your occupation, please? I'm an LPN, licensed practical nurse. What are the duties of an LPN? I provide safe and ethical care to my patients under the direction of the RN and attending physician. Um, Some of my duties would include medication administration, IV insertion, wound dressing, personal care, et cetera. And in what settings would you typically work as an LPN? I worked at the Yarmouth Regional Hospital as a float nurse, so I worked in on all the departments. Okay. Did you work at any other location as an LPN? I did. I worked in long-term care as well.
1: Okay. And, um, thank you. You're not working currently as an
0: LPN? No, I lost my job in the mandates. And when you say the mandates, what are you referring to, please? the forced vaccination policy that was put out by my employer in the province. And so who was your employer? Nova Scotia Health Authority.
1: Thank you. When did you first begin working at Yarmouth Regional Hospital?
0: I started in May of 2008. I worked in housekeeping for a number of years and I built on my education, started in 2016 Uh, When I started my upgrading, and I took a counseling course, and then I started my nursing career in 2018.
1: And where did you do your nursing training?
0: At Nova Scotia Community College in Yarmouth. When did that begin? 2018 to 2020. And when were you to have graduated under the normal course? What would you have? I would have graduated in June of 2020. Okay. And
1: did you undertake your studies with Nova Scotia Community College through June 2020?
0: We were, once the uh, emergency measures were put in place in March of 2020, we got one week of our last clinical in and then we were pulled out and there was a lot of uncertainty for almost two months of how we were going to finish our clinical to be able to graduate.
1: What was the implication of being pulled
0: out, as you call it, from
1: your clinical? Maybe you
0: can explain that. Well, that is when you put everything together and you really put your skills together. That's where you get the on, like your hands-on training. Um, so it was a very important part of the whole thing. It's where it brings it all together and you get to utilize all your skills that you've used.
1: So you started your program, I believe it was in September of 2018. Correct. And your clinical placement began in, was it March 2020? Correct. And you were in that one week before you were pulled out. So who pulled you out of that program? The college decided
0: to pull us out.
1: And I don't mean to mislead. It's not that you were pulled out of the nursing program altogether, but that you were removed from the clinical placement, which was where? Where were you in your clinic? At the Yarmouth
0: Hospital. Okay.
1: So... What was the implication for you of being pulled out of the clinical, which was the most important, as you were describing it, important aspect of the uh, training for hands-on skills?
0: Well, we found out um, after being in limbo for quite some time that we were going to finish our clinical online virtually. So we didn't get any of that experience there, the hands-on experience, and we did not completed until August of 2020. And then did you graduate? I did, with honors. Thank you.
1: So in March 2020, what was it that happened that caused your school to pull you out of the clinical placement?
0: The public health emergency that was put in place by the province and Dr. Strain and the risk of contracting COVID in the hospitals.
1: Is that something that was communicated to you by your employer? Or sorry, not your employer, but the Nova Scotia Community College. Is this the understanding that you gained from them? Yes. Okay. I would like to make note, and I'll ask the commissioners to take judicial notice of the fact that in Nova Scotia, the Minister of Health never issued a public health emergency. Under the Health Protection Act, there is provision, I believe it's Section 53, for the Minister of Health to declare a public health emergency. But in Nova Scotia, that never happened. The only state of emergency that was ever declared was by the Minister of Municipal Affairs under the Emergency Management Act. There were declarations of state of emergency, and you will read them, and you will see that the presence of COVID in the province, COVID-19 in the province, was rationale for the de- declaration of state of emergency, but it was not the Minister of Health who declared a state of emergency at any time. So that was your understanding from your uh, school? Yes. yes. The reason why that they, they pulled you out? Okay. So, what then happened in August 2020? You had graduated, yes. and uh, had you invested financially in
0: your training? Yes. Yeah. I have a substantial student loan. Okay. So were you eager to get to work at that point? Yes. Were you
1: able to get a job at that time?
0: Yes. I started working um, in a long-term care facility. I still continued working in housekeeping as well. And then I started my full-time position at the Yarmouth Hospital as a float nurse in December of 2020. So how long were you working at both the long-term care facility and the Yarmouth Hospital? I worked in the long-term care facility from October 2020 till April 2021. And I was employed with the Yarmouth Regional Hospital since May 26, 2008.
1: And when you were employed with the Yarmouth Regional Hospital, that was, your employer was Nova Scotia Health Authority, is that Correct. correct? Yes. So what changed for you um, in the summer? I'll take you to the summer of 2021. What happened
0: in the summer of 2021? Well, there was a lot of talk about the forced vaccination. Um, I had started researching early on in the pandemic, pretty much March of 2020 when it came out. I, I woke up within two months in. Um, as to what I believed was really going on. And I knew that this vaccination, this novel vaccination, was not anything that I wanted to to take. And um, there was a lot of division within um, amongst the co-workers and in the workplace surrounding the vaccine. In what sense was there division? Well, there was couple times where i was working um, one in particular where a co-worker had said in front of other co-workers that anyone that was unvaccinated deserved to work the covid unit and that they hoped that the unvaccinated person would get covid first and as well as their family and how
1: did this make you feel these conversations unsafe it
0: it made me feel I don't know a bunch of different emotions like I didn't want to be there like it didn't fit in mm-hmm.
1: what did you observe in the hospital in the summer of 2021 in relation to the incidence of COVID appearing among
0: patients seeking treatment at the hospital we had no COVID patients at that time we had a COVID ward that was ready to go and, and nothing.
1: And how had it been since you had been at the hospital in 2020 as well?
0: No COVID
1: patients. Mm-hmm. So did you inquire, you're mentioning, in your words, you mentioned that this, the, the forced vaccination, mm-hmm. what are you referring to when you, there was talk about forced vaccination?
0: It was just going around amongst the co-workers and mentioned, you know, through nurse managers and whatever, that it was going to be mandatory, or there was talk that it was going to be mandatory to have to take the vaccine to keep your employment.
1: And when you're talking
0: about the vaccine,
1: what vaccine are we talking about?
0: The mRNA, COVID vaccines.
1: So were you concerned when you heard talk of a forced vaccine? Yes, I was. And what, if any, steps did you take to inquire to your employer or your union about such a policy,
0: if it were coming into place? I had spoke to um, my educator that uh, I did not wish to get this vaccine. I was not taking this vaccine. And they told me at that time that it would not be able to be forced on anybody.
1: So who was your
0: educator? At that time, um, her name was Hannah Stanwood.
1: And was that a, a, a clinical person or an administrative person?
0: Uh, like an administrative education, um, educator. Mm-hmm. They go around to the floors and update you on policies and stuff like that.
1: So that was someone you inquired of. Did you inquire of anyone else?
0: Well, I, I made it clear to my nurse manager that I was not taking this. And what response did you get? There was really no support. Like, it was they were following what they were being told. Is that what your nurse manager
1: expressed to you? That that she, I, I need to understand a little bit more about the conversation
0: you had, mm-hmm.
1: what you were left with in the way of an answer.
0: Basically, that I did not have a choice if I wanted to keep my, my job.
1: So what communication did you have from your employer formally with respect to vaccination with COVID-19 vaccines?
0: Well, we found out on October 1st of 2021 that the COVID vaccines would be mandatory by November 29th, 2021. And we did receive email confirmation. And I'll enter into the record
1: uh, as Exhibit 1 the Nova Scotia Health Authority notice to Ms. Blavelt that she would have to get vaccinated or lose her job. What did the receipt of
0: that notice do to you? It made me spiral out of control and go into a grave depression and anxiety. And uh, my last day worked was October, actually October the 1st. I worked in the emergency department. Um, that night, too, I had a coworker say that anybody that did not take the vaccine was being selfish because we were in a pandemic and we were putting others at risk.
1: Were comments like that reprimanded or dispelled by senior supervisors or other people in the administration or clinical staff? Well, I never reported it or anything. So on October 1st, you had a shift. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll indicate to the commissioners that October 1st, 2021, uh, is the first date on which a proof of vaccination mandate was issued in Nova Scotia. And it's contained in, a, um, in one of the Section 32 orders of that date. So you went into mental health crisis, is that fair to say? Correct. And what did you do?
0: I reached out to the crisis response team.
1: And who would the crisis response team be? What is that?
0: It's a, a mental health um, department that's within the outpatient department in the hospital. And did they see you? They did. And what happened? They put me in contact with a a psychiatrist. And how soon did you
1: get to see a psychiatrist? Right away. Would it have been within days of October 1st? Yes. Within a week of October 1st? Yes. And uh, following consultation with that psychiatrist, what was the result?
0: He put me off work for three months due to the stress and anxiety, low mood, um, the depression, and the stressors, financial stressors, all that stuff, they were... Okay.
1: And I believe that, that um, the formal uh, notice from the doctor was actually in the form of a, an attending physician report, an APR form, correct, as it's known, Nova Scotia Health Authority, and so that will be entered as, as Exhibit 2. And would you please turn to that document now? And what exactly did the doctor
0: put in the form of uh, a reason for putting you off work? Stressed due to the mandatory COVID-19 vaccination mandate at work and the symptoms, anxiety, low mood, panic attacks, lack of energy, poor concentration. There are some dates on that form uh,
1: referencing the 15th of October, 2021. Correct. Do you understand what those dates
0: reference? Um. That may have been the the day that I seen him in his office, but I did see him in the crisis res- through the crisis response before that date. Okay.
1: And so, for how long did he put you off work? For three months. While you were off work, did you receive correspondence from your employer or your union? Yes. And what what correspondence did you receive?
0: We had to fill out the um, Nova Scotia Health COVID-19 immunization disclosure form. So you say we, are you referring to a group or yourself? The, the, all the employees. I
1: see. Yes. Okay. So you received that same correspondence asking you to fill out a COVID-19 immunization disclosure form? Yes,
0: and the advice by my union is that I, I should do it.
1: Okay. And so COVID-19 immunization... Is that how it was discussed in your workplace that COVID-19 vaccines would immunize you against COVID-19?
0: Yes. So did you comply? No. Oh, well, I did with the form, but I did not comply with the the mandate, no. And when you filed the form, uh, what
1: date was it on which you filed that form? I'm believing it was October 24th. The
0: 24th of October. And how long did it take um, them to respond to your disclosure form? October 31st, my religious exemptions were all denied. Okay. Was, was any reason given in that denial you received on October 31st? No.
1: So you mentioned exemptions. So at what point did you uh, make any, take any steps um, to obtain an exemption from this policy requiring COVID-19 vaccination?
0: Um, Well, right away I started, but I got one um, October the 23rd. It was a sworn affidavit by a lawyer. And then I had a handwritten one that I had did out and one from my pastor as well.
1: And what did you do with those three
0: documents supporting
1: what you were hoping would be a grant of an exemption?
0: Well, I had to attach them into this email, this COVID-19 disclosure form. Mm -hmm. Um, And did you? I did, yes.
1: So that... Already? Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, okay. Rapid fire, Okay. (laughs) okay? Another gear. All right, so Exhibit 3 will be, thank you, Commissioner. Exhibit 3 will be COVID-19 immunization disclosure forms and the exemption letters that had been submitted. The response you received from your employer was a denial, am I correct? Correct. Okay. Did you at any time contact the Nova Scotia Human Rights Commission? Yes, I did. And what assistance were you
0: looking for from them? Well, I was hoping that they would uphold my right to my, my God-given right to my body and my personal choice and my creed. And when was it you contacted them? September 2021, I started writing them when the word was going around. And... What,
1: uh, what time frame did they give you that you should res- receive some response from them? Four to six weeks. How long was it before you heard from the Nova Scotia Human Rights Commission?
0: They did write back asking for my exemptions in November. In November of what year? 2021. I attached them all, and then I did not hear back until a year later, November of 2022. And at that time, did they confirm that an investigation would be undertaken? No. What was the nature of the response? Um, that it was a complaint process, and they said thank you for your patience. I'll note that Exhibit Four is an email
1: from the the employer, Nova Scotia Health Authority, communicating denial of Ms. Blavelt's requests for religious exemption to the COVID nineteen vaccination. And Exhibit Five is the um, email uh, stream w- between. A correspondence between Ms. Blavelt and the Commission about her request for a religious exemption. Um, I'm going to ask. I'm going to take, check with the timekeepers. Um, I understood that we were going to have um, the the break was going to be forfeited so that we could continue with her.
0: I will double check. On
1: that. Thank you. Um, because these exhibits only became available today, so that we would have to take an extra 10 minutes. Um, in any event, the um, So, did you make other efforts uh, to pursue the answers to your concerns? Yes. And to whom,
0: in the way of public officials, did you write? I had wrote uh, my local MLA, Zach Churchill. I wrote the Member of Parliament, Christy Enchmant. I wrote Dr. Strain. I wrote Tim Houston and the um, Health Minister. Would that be Michelle Thompson?
1: Correct. Exhibit 6 will be correspondence with public officials. Did you, get, uh, did you get an answer from any of them?
0: The only one that I did get a response back was from the health minister, but it wasn't signed by her. And it did not address any of my questions. Okay. It just said that the reason why they were continuing to keep the policy in place was to protect the vulnerable population. Was there any science supplied? No. Just that they continued to listen to the science, basically. There was no evidence really given. And
1: you then corresponded with your employer, I understand, um, in the way of a conditional acceptance? Correct. And what was the nature of that document, conditional acceptance, to get vaccinated?
0: Well, yes, I outlined um, the possible adverse uh, effects and reactions to the vaccine. And if I was to get the vaccine and was compromised or injured in any way, if they would um, support me
1: or take liability. And did you get a response to that conditional acceptance letter that you provided?
0: I did. Uh, they said that they received it and that they were considering it with their colleagues with people services and I did not hear any more about it. Exhibit 7 will
1: be that conditional acceptance letter and the employer's response. Uh, We do have a few more questions if I may beg the patience of the commissioners. I understand that you and other employees of the Yarmouth Regional Hospital um, um, initiated a a process of notice of liability, which was then served on the, uh, on Tracy Unger, Director of Employee and Labor Relations, is that correct? Correct. Exhibit 8 will be notice of liability and the affidavit of service of the bailiff who served that notice of liability on the Director of Employee and Labor Relations. It was signed. It was received by an assistant of hers. Um, Again, any response from that? No, no. And you're a member of the CUPE union, or is that correct? Correct. And did you grieve your matter? I did. Yes, December 14th of 21. Okay. And then, um, and so you sent, I understand, your grievance to union local president Carl Krauss and union rep Andrew Baxter. Um, to initiate your grievance uh, because your exemption had been denied, your request for exemption had been denied. You received a response to that on July 18, 2022. I understand. Yes. On that day de- sorry, uh, the what you That's received was a the meeting, a meeting yes. with yes. the uh, senior human resources consultant of your employer. Correct. Yes. And did that bring satisfaction?
0: No. Um,
1: on you were then denied your grievance. I understand it on September 13, 2022. Correct. Is that correct? Correct. Was that step three response? Yes. Okay. Has anything further happened with respect to your grievance?
0: No. I was just told that the union had the right to vote what case went to arbitration and what case did not. And and I have not heard anything more. Do you know whether your collective agreement includes a provision for voting on whose
1: matter goes to grievance?
0: I was not able to find that in the collective agreement.
1: Exhibit nine will be the grievance form and correspondence with the union. Exhibit 11 will be the collective agreement. So what uh, so with respect to grievances and so on were you aware of the arbitration decision of Yvonne Mackey? Yes. And who's Yvonne Mackey? She is an RN at the IWK. Okay. So I'll ask the Tribunal to take notice of uh, the decision, the arbitration decision of Yvonne Mackey, that will be provided as Exhibit 10. Yvonne Mackey was a, uh, is a nurse with the IWK, Isaac Walton Killam Children's Hospital, and she requested a religious exemption and was denied. Her matter was grieved, her matter did go to arbitration, and she won and it was noted that her employer uh, violated the Human Rights Act in not granting her the exemption that she requested based on her uh, religious beliefs. So what is the state of your
0: employment now, your career? Well, I'm not allowed still in this province to work in my profession. I've been considering uh, moving out of province so I can continue to work. As it is now, the ongoing uh, public health order, Section
1: 32 order, requires for you to return to work that you would have to uh, be vaccinated with COVID-19 vaccines. Correct. Is that correct? And um, you did, I understand, recently have a conversation with or attempt a conversation with uh, Karen Oldfield, who I... Of the Nova Scotia Health Authority?
0: Yes, it was called the Community Conversation at the Rod Grand Hotel in Yarmouth.
1: And also Michelle Thompson, Minister of Health and Wellness,
0: was there on January 18th, 2023? Correct. And what happened there? Um, Well, I had the chance to speak. They did not answer any of my questions. Um, I was very passionate. I told them how it affected my life. Um, I, I asked them... Uh, how long they plan to keep us on unpaid administration leave. And actually, um, the microphone was taken out of my hand, and they told me that's enough because I had one more question that I wanted to ask. And the question being is that most healthcare workers only received the two shots in 2021, early 2021, according to their very own experts and their good science. The very small amount of immunity wanes within four to six months. So, technically, these employees are no longer considered vaccinated according to their science. So, why are they allowed to continue to work while I continue to be punished and not allowed to work in my profession? <laughs> okay. I'll ask you.
1: Okay. All right, and I will just note that for, for the Commissioner's sake that the definition of fully vaccinated is in Part 1 of the July 6, 2022 order, so you'll find definition of what is fully vaccinated and the fact that healthcare workers such as an LPN do fall within that definition of uh, the application of that requirement for vaccination. I'll leave it to the Commissioners to have any questions. I should note that... Uh, uh, Let me see... Those are all the exhibits at this point. Do you have any questions, commissioners? No question. thank, thank you, you. Ms. Bobbelt. Okay, thank you.